Welcome to the High at Nine News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at nine with us. Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. Hope everyone is doing amazing. Today is finally Friday. That's right. It's Friday, January 27th. And today is National Holocaust Remembrance Day, Vietnam Peace Day, National Chocolate Cake Day. We know what Gretchen's going to make tonight for dessert. World Breast Pumping Day. Shout out to all the breasts that get pumped. And National Big Wig Day. Not talking about me, but actually like things that people wear on their hair. And of course, it is National Fun at Work Day because that's all we love to do here is have fun. We're live every Monday. Oh, excuse me. Thank you all for joining us and getting high at nine with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. You can use that QR code right up at the top of the page to find... <coughs> find us everywhere that we are we're also live on monday through friday on youtube and audio only on clubhouse and if you are joining us in clubhouse you can participate in the show by raising your hand if you have a comment on the story most recently presented we're going to switch it up a little bit differently today we are going to start off and she is going to be surprised because we are going to start off with ladies first today that's right we're going to go jump right in to Gretchen Gailey's story today. She's Gretchen Gailey. She, where did you go? Oh, there you are, Gretchen. She's a political strategist by day and a baker by night. A true female multitask her who can not only bake up a storm, but also knows how to make the sausage on Capitol Hill. She's the founder of Panoptic Strategies and our very own Washington Insider, taking off the apron and putting it on her dogs is none other than the Gretchen Gailey. Good afternoon. Uh, I apologize if some of y'all see me eating. Uh, I'm getting a little hangry before the show, so I had to do oh, a little something, or I would have taken it all out on Jason Beck. Uh, my headline for today is coming from the Wall Street Journal, and it's a bit of a follow-up to yesterday where we reported on the FDA uh, hunting on CBD. Get him. Sorry. <laughs> No, shut up. He was uh, at the front door. I don't. It's the mailman. It's, it's the mailman, huh? It's the mailman dropping off them packages. I know, that, Leo. It's not the FDA. Calm down. It's all, it's all that weed you get delivered at your house. I know. The FDA said cannabis-derived products near need closer insight than the agency can currently provide due to safety risks, and it will seek new powers from Congress. The agency said yesterday that products made from legal cannabis shouldn't be regulated as dietary supplements or food additives as its current powers allow, given the product's risk to human and animal health, and especially to children and women who are pregnant. New powers to regulate cannabidiol or CBD products could include requiring clear labels, preventing contaminants, and limiting doses, as well as setting a minimum purchase age, uh, according to the FDA. Given the available evidence, it's not apparent how CBD products could meet safety standards for dietary supplements, or food additives. Uh, this is according to FDA Principal Deputy Commissioner Janet Woodcock. The announcement following a review by the agency set up what will be a closely watched effort by the agency to secure more authority over products such as CBD gummies and beverages, which have increased in use since Congress legalized hemp in 2018. The lack of regulatory oversight has stalled investment in the products from large companies, which have been waiting for the FDA to decide whether cannabis-derived products should be treated as food or supplements rather than as drugs. 
The agency's decision to seek stronger regulation of CBD products might deter some large companies from entering the market. Dr. Woodcock said the use of CBD raises safety concerns, especially with long-term use. Studies have shown that the potential for harm to the liver, irritations with certain medications, and possible harm to male reproductive system, uh, she said, and risk to children and pregnant persons. After legalizing hemp and its resulting products in 2018, Congress left them to the FDA to regulate. Since then, makers of products such as CBD oil have operated without specific federal rules, guiding their manufacturers or marketing, while some states have moved ahead with their own set of rules. Cannabis-derived products have proliferated. A 2021 report by the FDA said that $4.6 billion market was expected to quadruple by 2026. Yesterday's announcement is unlikely to have an immediate impact on products currently on shelves. Dr. Sybil Swift, Chief Science Officer at CBDMD Incorporated, a maker of cannabidiol products that had petitioned the FDA to regulate the products as dietary supplements, said the FDA's decision was a disappointment to consumers and businesses they want to see the industry safely regulated. As long as they keep throwing up these roadblocks and saying we don't know how to do it, they're not doing their job to protect customers. Kim Stuck, the chief executive of Cannabis Advisors Allay Consulting, said she has been advising her clients to follow either dietary supplement or food additive regulations in preparation for FDA guardrails and to pursue outside certification for good manufacturing practices. The lack of clear regulations and oversight, Ms. Stuck said, has encouraged investment while giving some companies the latitude to not follow any regulations at all. My clients are begging for it. They feel very, very lost. Republican lawmakers Representative Morgan Griff of, of Virginia and Brett Guthrie of Kentucky wrote to the FDA in September asking why the agency has been slow to put up regulations for hemp-based CBD products. A 2019 survey of more than 2,000 adults from consumer brands associations and an industry trade group found that while 6 out of 10 people said they've heard about CBD, most were mistaken about what the substance actually is. CBD or cannabidiol is the non-psychoactive component of the cannabis plant and doesn't provide a high sensation. The only FDA-approved use of CBD is for the treatment of epilepsy for a drug called Epidiolex. Um, and I think we all know very well that the FDA has painted itself into a corner uh, by regulating Epidiolex first, and that is what's really causing the issues here. Uh, I am greatly disappointed that they punted to Congress on this, frankly, because Congress doesn't know what the hell they're doing either. Uh, but in theory, the FDA has the actual scientists to figure this out. Uh, and it's also, frankly, the purview of the FDA to start changing some rules. They can do that. Uh, so I suggest they hop to it too sweet. This is Gretchen for Hyatt 9 News. Oh, man, Gretchen. The FDA really put themselves in a very, very awkward spot. When it, you know, it says, is the F FDA just hop to it? I'm just saying, I would like to see that, Rico Lumit. Can I have a little optimism on a Friday going into the weekend? Always oh, oh, cautiously optimistic. You know, I, no, I'm not optimistic at all that they're going to do this. Uh, frankly, um, I think they're going to sit on their 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 butts and wait for Congress to do nothing as usual. And I think this market is going to continue going on unregulated. Because the trap will uh, never die. We all know that. This ain't about the trap. Don't give me the trap bullshit. It has nothing to do with the trap. It has to do with their complete lack of understanding. And they need to be calling people like Dr. Jean Talleyrand and tell them how to fix this. They don't understand the world is a ghetto. That's their the world problem. Is a ghetto. I don't, what, what do you have to say about this, Dr. Talleyrand? Let's, let's let the I doctor in the room speak. I completely agree with Gretchen. Can you guys hear me? Oh, there you are. Yes. Yeah, I heard that. Say it again. <laughs> Well, you know, this, is, this should be expected. There's another drug out there, which is a lovastatin, which is a uh, cholesterol-lowering agent. We found a natural product, rice yeast. And, and red rice yeast is not approved by the FDA, although the statins are. Once cannabidiol and, and THC were approved by the FDA, FDA through traditional um, uh, uh, regulatory pathways, it pretty much uh, 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 reduced the possibility of cannabis being approved through food uh, supplement path 
pathways. We've got to create a unique pathway for cannabis. Um, this we, we knew this in 2018. They weren't going to approve it. Do you think that'll actually happen, Dr. T? That we do a unique uh, regulatory pathway for cannabis? That's a possibility. I mean, they hired a guy. The FDA hired a guy who could do it. I forgot his name. He's the guy who set up the New York system and uh, uh, I believe Little Rhode Island. Anyway, yeah, I, I think they can do it. Well, and I agree with Dr. Talleyrand. I think this is where Congress steps in and says that they have to create a different category, a different pathway for them to do it, and then the FDA will do it. Oh, yeah, Congress got to step in. That's right. They got to step in. They need to deschedule or else we're all going to be screwed. No, not happening. Descheduling yes. doesn't help here. No, 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 no. I'm no. just telling you, that's how it's going to have to work out. And we got to have reparations, too. Just, just don't, don't oh, forget about that, Gretchen. Oh, man. That was your story yesterday, Gretchen. Reparations. Yeah, Gretchen. Yeah, yeah. that was just PC the, reparations, the, the, the which will never happen because Congress won't allow it. Move call you the PRR, Pro Reparation Republican in the House. <laughs> Gretchen. <Please. laughs> mm -hmm. Anyway, move along. Mm -hmm. FDA sucks. We all know this. Let's keep it going. Do they really suck? Yes, FDA. highly. <laughs> FDA, FDA is trash. All right, so if you ain't at Green Street with me, where we have a live studio audience. Oh, yeah, live studio audience today. <laughs> here at Green Street, downtown Los Angeles. If you ain't over here wheeling and dealing, smoking on the best weed in the world, ain't no telling where you might pop up next. It could be Detroit with the hustlers slanging Delta 8 under the bridge somewhere where they call him White Gucci. He could be down in Florida, you know, next to Donald Trump in a spray tanning booth where he finds himself at home. Or he could be in West Hollywood where they call him El Presidente because he is the president of cannabis tourism but today you know what i'm in the studio with him he's right next to me the ivory to my ebony my photo negative the longest continuously operating retailer in the world jason beck oh yeah good morning rico good hope morning. everyone you know what we guys we finally made it to friday we finally made it to friday i hope you guys are all happy but today my story is a sad one but it's, a, it's on a topic that I don't typically cover. I don't typically cover the mushroom scene, but I'm going to cover the mushroom scene today. I think you should. Okay? And uh, if you can't tell, you can tell that I'm in the house and Rico's out in the pool house, if you can tell by our different backgrounds today. They call me pool boy. The yeah. way I rock a speedo. <laughs> oh, <baby>. man. Oh, <laughs> boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Put that in your spank bag. Yeah. But you know what? My, my, uh, my, my story is so, so big. It even has a comment from the president. That's right. Sleepy Joe woke up to make a comment on my story. Because today, in Half Moon Bay, there's a mass shooting believed to be a case of workplace violence. That's right. As authorities continue to investigate Monday's mass shooting in Half Moon Bay that left seven people dead and one injured, officials in Tuesday said the massacre appears to be a case of workplace violence. The mass killing took place at two... Mushroom growing locations, that's right, mass mushroom cultivation facilities. One at about 2.20 p.m. in San Mateo Road, Highway 92, and the other shortly thereafter along Cabarillo Highway South, Highway 1. Multiple victims were found at both scenes, unfortunately. The suspect, a 66-year-old Chin Lu Zhao, worked at the first shooting location mountain mushroom farm and he either worked with or used to work with the victims at the shooting scenes the sheriff's office said investigations believe he acted alone in a quote all of the evidence we have points to this being the instance of workplace violence san mateo county sheriff christina corpus said on tuesday Zal was taken into custody without incident about 4.40 p.m. on Monday in the parking lot of a San Mateo County Sheriff's Office substation in Half Moon Bay after a deputy spotted his vehicle. A semi-automatic handgun was found in Zal's vehicle, and the Sheriff's Office said the firearm was legally purchased and owned. Legally, not illegally, this was a legal firearm. Zal was booked into the McGuire Correctional Facility in Redwood City, on seven counts of first-degree murder and one count of first-degree attempted murder, the sheriff's office said each count includes an enhancement for using a firearm. He is scheduled to be arraigned on Wednesday afternoon. In a quote, we are not going to be giving out a lot of 
precise detail on what was said, San Mateo County District Attorney Steve Wangstaff said. This is a case that is at the beginning stage. It is a long road to travel over the coming months and years. Um, to that extent, we don't want to try it out in the public eye, but instead we will ultimately handle this case in one of the courtrooms. Authorities did not immediately release uh, information pertaining to Zhao's criminal history, and in a quote, there were no specific indicators that would have led us to believe that he was capable of something like this, Sheriff's Office spokeswoman uh, Ed Edmund Allen said. He was not known to us or to have any sort of, again, indicators that may have led us to believe that this was something he might have done. Uh, five men and two women were killed tragically in the shooting spree. The Sheriff's Office said the injured victim, a man, was listed in stable condition as of Tuesday, and the Sheriff's Office previously said there were seven male victims and one female victim. Uh, all of the victims are Asian or Hispanic, according to the Sheriff's Office. Their identities will be released publicly following notification of the next of kin. And uh, in a quote, as some of these victims were members of our migrant community, this represents a unique challenge when it comes to notifications and identifications, Corpus said. Those impacted by the shooting um, gathered at a uh, re reunification center where many stayed the night after the farms where they lived turned into crime scenes. Local residents showed up at the reunification center to support the families affected. And there's lots of tragedies hitting the country right now, more mass shootings than, than the number of days in a month. And to add, add to, to hit our small town is really shocking, Half Moon Bay resident Envy Sullivan said. Half Moon Bay Mayor Deborah Penrose spoke at NBC uh, early Wednesday and, and saying something needs to be done. Too many guns, Perone said, and semi-automatic guns and automatic rifles need to be banned, period. There's no excuse for it. I don't personally agree with that, but we're going to keep on going on because President Biden had a, had a saying on this, and this here's what the president said in regards to the shooting. Jill and I are praying for those killed and injured in the, late, in the latest tragic shooting in Half Moon Bay, California. For the second time in recent days, California communities are mourning the loss of loved ones in a senseless act of gun violence. Following a briefing from my Homeland Security team, I have directed my administration to ensure local authorities and, and the broader Half Moon Bay community have the full support of the federal government in the wake of this heinous act. Yesterday, Senator Feinstein, along with Senators Murphy, Blumenthal, and others, uh, reintroduced a federal assault weapons ban and legislation that would raise the minimum purchase age for assault weapons to 21. Evan, as, even as we wait further details on these shootings, we know the scourge of gun violence across America requires stronger action. I once again urge both chambers of Congress to act quickly and deliver this assault weapons ban to my desk to take action to keep American communities, school, workplaces, and homes safe. Well, that's my story, and this is a mushroom farm shooting, and I just wonder if this guy was high on the mushrooms when he did this shooting. And I'm going to digress and see what y'all have to say, but this is Jason Beck reporting for the High at Nine News. What do y'all have to say? It's a sad story, man. This is really, really sad. Um, and um, I just hope that everybody gets peace from it. And, um, man, do they say that like, they have any more information on this dude, like what he was going through, is, is, is it no, no, they did not, they did not at all. And, and I, I find, I find it's what's that regular mushrooms, right? Not psychedelic, mushrooms. yes, yeah. I don't know. I, there was, it was mushrooms, bro. I think Wait. it was psychedelic mushrooms. I mean, look this at what this guy's doing Jason Beck with Jason Beck facts. Based well, in <laughs> <laughs> so, you're saying it was a shiitake farm, it was. yeah, regular I, mushrooms. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, They're mushrooms. I don't know. They're mushrooms. No, oh, so here, here's even a Newsweek. If, if, if Newsweek is saying that shiitake mushrooms, so, you'll start hallucinate. Yeah, so Newsweek is saying it was uh, uh, traditional mushrooms, edible. Uh, <laughs> traditional <laughs> market mushrooms. Is that what you're no, saying? No, no, no. Edible. Yeah, you said your Freedom mushrooms. Freedom mushrooms. Yeah, freedom mushrooms. Freedom yes. Shrooms. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, For no, your no, mind. Real food mushrooms. Food mushrooms. Like says, lion's mane. I think I think here's a really important thing. Every 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 news article I just hit on the DuckDuckGo uh, points to 
uh, low pay and tensions amongst farm workers because of um, their situation. And it's something we should really talk about once again, like why the people that, that, that craft and create and care for and deliver us all of our food live basically in the slave slash indentured servant conditions. You know, Facts. Uh, I keep saying the same thing. The, the quality of a civilization is, is evident in how the, 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 those who are considered the least among us are treated. And, and so if you look at us, we're not even living in a civilized society in America. This is just straight barbarism. So, Matthew St. Germain, are you telling yep. me that, that there was no penis envy involved in this shooting? <laughs> no what kind comment. of cap? What kind of cap were they working with? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I like to joke. I like to yes. go with no Jason, cap. Jason, what kind of penis envy are you working with? <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, Gretchen, penis envy is a very popular strain of hallucinogenic mushrooms oh, because it grows so about huge. That one, because yeah. you're clearly being a dick with this stupid. Cool with this story. I'm just saying. Oh. I mean, you know, I got to say for the record that Jason didn't see me naked, so it's not me. I had my pants on by the time I got out of the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know, and if you don't, that's okay. Oh boy! Oh so boy! Jason's oh being boy. a dick just because we're you know we have all these phallic jokes. Is that what you're saying? Gretchen? No, because I mean, he's one of these people who bitch and moan about the media but then he's an idiot who perpetuating stupid stories saying that these are psychedelic when they absolutely are not he knows they're not i was i was asking i, I don't know that they're not it says it's a mushroom farm it doesn't specify uh, to either sure. either way it sure does sound like a fallacy to me yeah i'm so, just yeah, i'm right. just like the national Enquirer, just trying to trying to learn and understand like and grow exactly or like the uh, weekly world news <laughs> inquires about the nation yeah and just inquiring inquiring minds want to know yes yeah, and inquiring showers want to grow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So, oh man, we're gonna keep it rolling. Yeah, we're here. gonna keep it rolling. Coming up next, that's right. We have him in studio. That's right. It's the dope dad himself because he had no baby city daycare days to do. They obviously gave him Fridays off. <laughs> Maybe that's because oh, they couldn't afford to pay him at the daddy daycare because he spent all the money on someone else's phone bill for the last 50 months. But who <laughs> the hell knows? That's right. It's the dope dad himself in stage with the live studio audience behind us. That's right. It is Rico Lameet. Oh, uh, yeah, Jason. I definitely appreciate you. Uh, we're waiting on uh, uh, Dave Howard. So if we don't have Dave Howard from uh, Leafly to join us today, he's going to give a reaction to yesterday's story that I did and uh, talk a little bit about part two. If you can't do today, cause he's waiting for clearance from Leafly, we're going to have him oh, on. Hold on, hold on Rico. We're going to, we're going to hold on for a second. We're going to run a quick ad real quick okay, in hopes that ad. we can get Dave with let's us real quick. All right. You want to grow some of the best weed in the world? Then you must start with the best genetics in the so world. Go to www.dnagenetics.shop to order regular feminized or autoflower beans. All of your favorite DNA genetics cultivars such as Kosher Kush, Skywalker Kush, and oh yeah, Chocolate Truffle Shuffle. Boasting more cannabis awards for their award-winning genetics than any other company in the world. Remember to go to www.dnagenetics.sh to see why our terps don't lie. The thoughts, opinion, and shade thrown on High 9 News are those of the individual speakers and not those of any other speaker or its followers. The statements made do not constitute legal or accounting advice, and our speakers make no representation regarding the legal status of any substance in any country, area, territory, or its authorities. The views expressed in this room do not establish any fiduciary responsibility or relationship. Our sponsors do not imply or constitute any endorsement by us or the expression of any opinion whatsoever on the part of any speaker on stage. If you are an easily offended person, don't pull up at Green Street. You might get busted out. All right, Rico, we're going right into your story, buddy. Go ahead. Yep, let's roll. All right. Um, and we are going to hold off on uh, Dave Howard until he gets that clearance from Leafly. But I do have a backup story today. So back up, back up, because it's on. So my story is coming from NBC4 New York. All right, so. You can't smoke pot in Times Square, even though it's legal. And here's why. The rule that they're referring to is the Smoke Free Air Act, which prohibits smoking and the use of electronic cigarettes in most public spaces, including parks and pedestrian plazas. Father Duffy Square is a park with pedestrian plazas clearly marked 
That means there's no smoking, whether it's cigarettes, cigars, joints, vapes, or anything else. It is permitted on a side suite, uh, side street, and people can smoke in the confines of their own home. As different buildings have different rules, you know, you know how it goes. But vices should not be interfering with any people's enjoyment of the sweet Chiba as they please. But um, everybody that is smoking in Times Square, even though you smell it, it is, in fact, illegal. Here's what um, uh, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg said, and he's the city's top lawyer. One law that has passed is clearly being practiced right now because I smell some weed right now. Someone is smoking. <laughs> they actually had him in there. Uh, if you guys can uh, uh, watch the clip on this link, too. But uh, licensed uh, growers in New York have about $500 million worth of legal weed that is ready to be sold. But due to the state's delays and rollout, there are no buyers yet. Um, and... The tourists are smelling it everywhere. So they actually interviewed a couple of tourists on the street. And one said, well, there's a lot of weed smokers in this city. It smells a lot. They legalized recreational marijuana use in 2021. But smoking in prohibited area can trigger a $50 fine. So if you are in New York, make sure you keep your head on the swivel because they just might give you a ticket. But, I would, you know, I, I would recommend if you're out there, if it's anything, because technically in California, they can give you a fine, too. But I've never been ticketed. If you're just not being a dick and blowing it in people's faces or just like around cops is lighting up in front of them, I think you're going to be OK. I've seen plenty of people smoking on the street in open areas in front of cops. I think I even saw a couple of TikToks showing cops smoking weed in New York, too. So I think you're going to be OK. But don't quote me on it. I am not a legal expert. I am not do not have a degree, but I can ask Omar. He actually practices law in the state of New York now. Um, I'm Rico Lamit, dope is out on the street, showing up live with our studio audience behind me. They seem really excited. <laughs> they're, they're, they're entrenched in the YouTube and yeah, their phones. They're entrenched in the YouTube uh, back there <laughs> as well. But either way, live studio audience here in Green Street, downtown Los Angeles. Make sure you guys pull up. Rico Lamit, dope is out on the street. What do you guys have to say about this one? So if you don't act suspicious, you won't get caught. Cops are trained to act to, to look for suspicious behavior. We learned this uh, kicking hacky sack on Venice Beach and smoking weed. The only people who got busted are the people who would, like, put something over their head and, and start doing this stuff. If you just, like, smoke a joint, smoke a pipe, look at the cops, look around, ain't nobody going to see you. Don't act suspicious, folks. I, I agree with Rico. I, I think if you're not a complete jag off, then the cops aren't going to bother you. Yeah. Um, but I'm not offering free legal advice. That's Omar's job. I will. I would. I would happily pay fifty dollars for getting caught smoking weed in the streets of New York. Happily, and then I'm going to take my ticket and I'm going to post it on social media and get all kinds of clout for it. That's all that they're doing for people with this. this You're just going to do stupid. for street cred, Jason Beck. Yep, way up for the streets. Do That's right, baby. That's right. We do it for the gram. The grams <laughs> of weed that are in these joints. That's right. How many grams are? How many grams are in that joint? Uh, this is a one gram joint, maybe like a 1.2, something like that. But that's what they generally average out. I generally roll about a half ounce of weed and generally get about 14 joints. And that fills up one of my little tin cans that I roll around with ready to fire off whenever necessary. Would you say that's the, the greatest weed in the world? It is the best weed in the world, Rico. Where do you find the best weed in the world when you're in the streets of Manhattan in Times Square? In my pocket. P-I-M-P. -P, put it in my pocket. There you go. Yes. Okay. Omar, what do you think about this, Omar? <laughs> You're on mute. You're on mute. You're on mute, Omar. Mr. New York Law. Yes, Mr. New York Lawyer. Uh, what, what was the issue? Um, this $50 fine that they're talking about giving people for smoking weed in the in streets. Square. How many people, how many tickets do you think they'll actually issue this year? Um, well, if it's revenue generation, they'll probably issue a lot, you know, and the people who are chasing cloud via social media, they still got to go to court. So that's another photo shoot when they go to court. What? No, so you didn't say you have to go to court. It just says they're giving you a fine for a ticket. It's just like a parking <laughs> ticket. You just pay it, pay it by mail. Just enter your credit card number to the little to the NYPD and you're good to go. Well, I think some of these people are going to try to have their day in court because it's a more appealing, you know, fodder for the social media. Um, right. And, you know, these are going to be souvenir tickets. I mean, pretty soon I, it's going to be like a historical footnote and people are going to be like, hey, check out my ticket from these bygone days when we had these ridiculous cannabis prohibition laws. Exactly. Exactly. I'm, I'm with you on that. I do think that they are going to become, you know, like pieces in museums and whatnot at, at some point. But I don't think $50 is a big enough revenue stream for the city of New York. I mean, they, they need a lot more 
money than that. And well, at the same know, time, too. There's always court fees and costs. So they're going to hit you yeah. with all that on what? top of that $50 fine. But That's you're going to make their money. You're not going to go to court on this. You're just going to have a fine. Yeah, That's it's just a traffic ticket. court. It's just a ticket. Traction court. There's still you can fight it. You go to court. court. Yeah, you can't. Oh, yeah, man. only if you fight it. But who's gonna fight? I'd rather just no, pay the even, money. Even if you don't fight it, when you, see I would love ticket, to see you fight it, Jason Beck. I would love to see you, you take this. I wouldn't. It wouldn't wait. I wouldn't waste my time with that. It's I'm gonna spend no, no, the fifty dollars. No. Unless <laughs> unless Omar is gonna represent me in court for less than the cost of the ticket, I'm gonna pay the cost of the ticket. You wouldn't show up to court. No, I don't show. I don't show up to court. I don't do court. This is a TikTok moment for you, Jason Beck. Let's go yes. and light your I don't fire do TikTok, in Times yes. Square. See if they ticket us. On. And really, I think I think we should. Home. I think we should. I, I I'm totally down to do that. Do a high at nine smoke out. You know what I'm saying? I think we need to do that right at Times Square. <laughs> I'm totally down to do that. All All right. Right. Yeah. I'm with it. I I'll hold the bail it. money. Just give me your wallet. I'll hold on to the bail. <laughs> You're money. gonna hold the bail money. I, I, I thought they have uh, no bail out there in in New York. No cash bail. Yeah, no cash bail, and I oh, only well, do all screwed, I deal with cash. I'll still hold on to your wallet. I'll still hold I, on to your wallet. I you. bet. I bet. I, I bet. You guys are so so interesting. Are we gonna go to the next story? We're yeah. gonna do the ad. Hold on. Hold now. on. Hold on. We're gonna. <laughs> Flying into LAX and you want to taste some of the best weed in the world? Then stop by LAXTC, the closest dispensary to LAX, located at 8332 Lincoln Boulevard and open from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. seven days a week. Always make LAXTC your first stop when you touch down in LA and score like a winner. And don't forget to tell them I sent you and mention like to get high at nine for 10% off your full order. Run the Every time I hear that ad, it just really does make me want to just puff on that vape. Ask, ask Gretchen what she does. I love it. I get I get a little moving in the bones and a little Ooh, stretching. Start stretching. A little stretching with Gretchen. Yeah, a stretching session oh, with Gretchen. Yeah, Blessing. that's right. All right. So, <laughs> Jane Fonda pants. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you wish. All right. Up next. You know who it is, the OG industry doctor with a proven track record of ye and years of serving up daily doses of compassion to the people. He's a founder of Medican, co-founder of CESC, nonprofit cannabis research organization, and, and seriously doing some great work for the people, educating and proving data backs uh, research is for everyone, so you should check it out too. Coming up to the stage next, you know who it is, coming with your daily dose, Dr. Jean Talleyrand. What do you have for us, good Dr. T? Thank you, Rico. Happy Friday, everyone. Today, my headline is from The Marijuana by Anthony Martinelli. Study examining 63 million Medicare recipients finds marijuana legalization does not increase diagnosis. Psychosis is a mental condition in which thoughts and emotions are so affected that contact is lost with reality. For some people, People attempt us with reality might not be a bad thing, especially if the experience is expected, planned, and results in feeling better. Some might call that, that experience psychedelic. However, when psychosis is recurrent, persistent, or it's not so good. Cannabis is associated with psychosis. That's clear from the science. Scientific literature. The quoted reference is a Swedish study which followed over 45,000 people for 15 years and noted a higher risk for schizophrenia among those who had used cannabis by the age of 18. Several studies since support an association between cannabis use and the risk for psychosis or schizophrenia is if the use is heavy. Today's is about a study where researchers at Stanford University of Pennsylvania reviewed 3 million Medicare and private health records. The hypothesis, if cannabis is associated with psychosis, then the prohibition should demonstrate an increase in medical visits and prescribed medication for psychosis. The study looked at a number of insurance claims for psychosis and medication 
in state legalized or medicalized cannabis from 2003 to 2017. The results, no increase in medical intervention despite the increase in cannabis legalization during that period. What's that mean? It means that if people are having psychosis in cannabis, they're known to their doctor, at least not any more than before legalization. As I see it, the point of this study is this is complex. Drugs, if correctly used, can induce bad psychosis. Or also learning that drugs like cannabis, psilocybin, and ketamine, if used in appropriate set and set with the right doses, might beneficial outcomes. So a deeper understanding of cannabis and how it affects the mind would benefit the individual and, not, and be a, a great boost to society as the research is needed. What do you think? Does cannabis give you good psychosis or bad psychosis? This is Dr. Jean Talley. Great psychosis. Yeah, amazing psychosis. Phenomenal psychosis. Yes. Psychosis yeah. in a lot of cases only means contact with non-ordinary states and, and those states were looked down upon as witchcraft and 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 evil shamanism uh, by you know again white European uptight Christians, and so really a lot of these uh, these definitions need to be changing in the DSM four or five or whichever one we're out because it used to be if if you had you know psychosis and contact with the spirit world and you could feel energy and, and see these things you'd also have greater contact with the plants you tend to be a shaman or, or curandero and you would be somebody who would the tribe would look to for kind of understanding what the boundaries of culture were as well as uh, ways to seek healing both mentally and or physically. Completely agree. Yeah, we need to broaden our definition. The medical term for it is euphoria. Cannabis causes euphoria. And yeah. is that a good psychosis? I posit that it is. You know, it's a eudaimonia. It's a good, you know, uh, influence on the human mind. So I think euphoria is something that is missing from uh, consumer culture. And, you know, they can't sell you stuff if you're in a state of euphoria because you don't want to buy anything where you're, when you're in that state. It's threatening to consumer culture. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I'm, I'm, I'm down with the, with, the, with the psychosis and whatever, whatever people think. You no, know, maybe it's something that they need. Who knows? Who, who are we to judge what these people need mentally. Yeah. And if you get high and you come up with the answer that the current world isn't working for almost everybody, is that really crazy? Or is that maybe just a, a little bit of a window on what the, what the hell's going on? Exactly. Obey. Oh man. You might've just touched on something, Matthew St. Germain. They may not want to be in touch with themselves. Yeah. Reality well, can be scary. It really can. Yeah. You know, a lot Reality. of people, a lot of people, uh, look for cosmic space daddies and mommies to to give them answers and tell them how it's going to be because it's really scary to be at, at the actual periphery of the wave of space time realizing that we do not actually know who we are or where we're going in, in this ocean of chaos thank you timothy leary and and some people choose to rely on religious and political authorities to keep them in their box and tell them how to be and then other others of us just look straight into the void and put on our best war face and scream our our loudest psychedelic madness scream and we go into that with love and open arm and just knowing that we're going to be unmade Oh, get away boy. from fear, everybody. Mm -hmm. That's right. Step away from fear. But so many people fear just fear itself. Fear is a hurdle. It's not fear a is one of the most powerful emotions that the human body can experience. Exactly. It's easy to sell to like your boy, Donald Trump. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> fear like, the other. Stop it. Stop it. You know, there's only one side that promotes more fear than everybody else. Who's that? You know, I'm not even going to go there today. Because the side with the giant. I'm tent. having a great. <laughs> great friday today it's not a good friday no it's a great friday okay all right all right let's keep it moving it's, it's a great it's a great friday we got to run this ad adam let's run this thank you so much for that dr Talleyrand. we really appreciate this story yes and i'm I, and i'm i'm all about it you know uh, what you give the people what they want yes
I really, really like that ad. You know, it's really nice. Yes. Really, really awesome ad. But coming up next, he's the founder of Cannabis Law Firm with offices in California, New York. He's also the director of the National Cannabis Industry Association, a legal publisher, an author whose 2002 California Cannabis Laws and Regulations was recently released. So make sure you go and pick a copy of it up from Amazon. He's also a Ganjier, which is basically a cannabis sommelier, as well as a purple belt in high style brazilian jiu-jitsu that will not only kick your ass in court but also on the mat that's right it is none other than the omar figueroa thank you jason happy friday everyone my story is from reuters the headline is argentina sets high hopes on cannabis experts with a budding new agency Argentina on Wednesday launched the first working group of a new national agency to regularize and promote the country's nascent cannabis industry, which ministers hope will create new jobs and exports, generating fresh income for the South American nation. This opens a door for Argentina to start a new path in terms of industrial exports on the basis of huge global demand said Economy Minister Sergio Massa in a conference launching the National Hemp and Cannabis Agency, ARICAME, Agencia Regulatoria de la Industria del Cáñamo y del Cannabis Medicinal, which means Regulatory Agency for the Hemp and Medicinal Cannabis Industry. All this needs to be transformed into an industry which generates work, with genera which generates exports for Argentina, and which generates value. Massa said that the agency would form Thursday, begin regularizing programs and coordinating with various provinces and industrial sector, adding Argentina already counted on demand for projects linked to the agro-industrial sector. Francisco Echarren, who will lead the agency, said the industry could generate thousands of new jobs, as well as create technological developments and new products for export, export. We have a huge challenge ahead of us, he said, not only getting a new industry on its feet, but giving millions of Argentines access to products that improve quality of life. Argentina legalized cannabis oil for medicinal use in 2017, allowing the federal government to grow marijuana for research and therapeutic purpose. In 2020, Argentina allowed people to grow marijuana at home for medicinal use. The decree also allowed pharmacies to sell products derived from cannabis and ordered insurers to cover marijuana-based medications for patients with a prescription. Uruguay became the first modern country to explicitly legalize growing, selling, and smoking marijuana in 2013. In Colombia, President Gustavo Petro has also spoken about more regulation to boost the country's budding industry. My take, I looked up Aricame, its page on the government of Argentina's website, and one of the goals of this new agency is to reintroduce hemp to Argentina, as well as all types of products derived from hemp. Food, construction, construction materials like hempcrete, hemp textiles, hemp cellulose for papermaking, and hemp bioplastics with low environmental impact. I believe that hemp can save the world, as Jack Herrera said in The Emperor Wears No Clothes, and I'm glad the good people of Argentina are on board with reintroducing hemp to Argentina. The headline is, Argentina sets high hopes on cannabis exports with a budding new agency, this is Omar Figueroa, lawyer, publisher, and Ganjier instructor, reporting from Sonoma County, the traditional territory of the Pomo, Miwok, and Wapo nations for high at nine, high noon Eastern. Oh, yeah. Omar, so did they say exactly what this regulatory agency is going to do? Like, what are going to be their enforcement protocols or anything like that? Did they go into any of that? No, I think they're all coming up with it, but they do have a website and it's on the uh, you know, federal government of Argentina um, main website. And so I think they're trying to basically create something that's geared towards export. Um, and I think, you know, that they're, Argentina makes some of the world's best wine. So mm -hmm. 
reason to think that they'll be able to figure out how to make premium cannabis, how to cultivate premium cannabis. So it's going to be the biggest international competitor to where you currently reside at up there in Sonoma County? Um, I don't know. There, there's Australia. There's a lot of places that compete with Sonoma County. Well, I'm just saying, like, like wine and weed go hand in hand. Yes, they do. Absolutely. And 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 and, and Sonoma, Napa, that whole region is known for producing some of the most amazing uh, flour in the world, as well as the, some of the most amazing wine. And so, why wouldn't just on the opposite side of the equator? Them be the able to thing. do the same thing, same damn thing at the same damn time, right? Because Argentina has so many wine exports, and they're trying to gear this new industry towards exports. So I think they're going to try to uh, focus on the premium cannabis industry, and also they have an industrial focus, and they're trying to do hemp bioplastics. Yeah. And I think there's tremendous demand across the world for uh, hemp-based construction materials like hempcrete. And also, like the hemp bioplastic industry is just beginning. I think we're going to see all sorts of startups getting into hemp bioplastics. Yep. Uh, remember, yeah. Henry Ford built a Model T entirely yep. out of hemp back in the 1920s. Yeah, very true. Yeah. And he is also a Nazi. That is also true. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> so if we look at saying. if we look at plastic if we look at plastic and fuel manufacture, we were talking. Remember, we were talking about isomers and enantiomers and psychedelics and how how the same molecules with a different structure can create uh, a different effect. So now what we have is uh, uh, hydrocarbons or hydrogen carbon atoms, really complex. And and but then on this side from plant and that's from uh, petrochemicals. From here we have carbohydrates. If you listen to the names hydrocarbon carbohydrate, they're actually the same molecules. And not an exact mirror image, but but somewhat uh, in a mirrored arrangement. And so anything that you can make from pla from hydro uh, uh, petrochemicals, you can make from from uh, vegetable sources. And the way I first found this out was a the emperor's new clothes, and then b Paul Stamets um, and and his work showing that um, because most mushrooms are saprophytic, which means they break down wood, you can use mushrooms to actually break down petrochemical waste um, and totally make it non toxic. The mushrooms will still bioaccumulate heavy metals like hemp, so you do have to mediate that. But other than that, you can literally spread mushrooms on oil spills and they turn it into into food for nature. I also, yeah, it's, it's so true, uh, Saint Germain. And I also think it they should capitalize off of this World Cup victory that they just had and spread a little World Cup love around the world. Yeah, with branded weed. <laughs> also, a quick shout out to, to to Brother Omar here for mentioning The Emperor Wears No Clothes. I just was mentioning it on my live stream on Wednesday. I think it's a really important book. It it was a seminal force in the movement to destigmatize cannabis. And what I did is I just bought five copies off Amazon used so that I could keep one and give some away because I lost mine in the fire. But I think all of us here, I put the link in the in the chat as well. I think all of us really would do a favor to the movement by buying The Emperor Wears No Clothes, by reading it, by by remembering some points yes. in it, and, and then by sharing it with others. And that's the other thing we were talking about remember Hearst and the Hearst apology it talks about the hemp decorticator and how hemp was about to right. basically supplant all petrochemicals uh for for all industry and that's why Dow and Hearst got together and and made the word marijuana and made cannabis illegal. isn't it isn't it crazy how whenever we have some kind of more sustainable fuel method whoever's behind it whoever is really pumping up uh, those methods end up disappeared well, that, or, or controlled and those things get taken off the market. And I think, think that's why we yep. do uh, group mushroom yep. rituals, because when you engage in group mushroom rituals, what happens is you have a shedding of the ego and you find that you're part of a greater organism and, and the people that surround you are actually a part of yourself. And you can actually see, feel that the more you can help them to feel good and heal and feel a good vibe, the better you feel, the more you stick to your own discipline and health in your own life, the better everything around you is reflected. And so I think that's not what happened in my state. story today. If we look, if we look, those were those were edible mushrooms. If we look back on every the Mohenjo-Daro culture, the cultures that wrote the Upanishads and the Vedas, the cultures that constructed the pyramids in in South America, the the cultures that uh, constructed the pyramids in Egypt, um, the the Greeks in the Golden Age. I could just go on at length. All of these cultures had a tie to psychedelics because psychedelics make you reach outside yourself. They make you create art that that because you want to express the beauty of the wonder of nature that we are all immersed in, or something. Well. You know, like uh, everybody will be a little better with a little mushrooms, right? A little mushy, right? A little mushy. Or a lot of mushrooms. Like, yeah. Whether it's, whether it's shiitake or um, penis envy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. Oh, oh, man. All right. Oh, so. man. Hold on. I, I have one thing to say on this. On this. So if if Argentina is going to go 
and start exporting weed. Yeah. Is it going to be messy OG, Rico, <laughs> or is it going to be Ooh. messy blue dream? Oh, I like that. Lionel's red. Oh, oh, that was good. I see what you did there. Yeah, you picking up what I, I see. What, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Pretty good. Let's keep it rocking here. So up next, he's an immortal cannabis wizard with a deep love for all things phallic under the sun because he's all about that brotherly hood of love. <laughs> The last 33 years in cannabis, he's done sales, genetics, cultivation, and earned a PhD in tripping balls from Hogwarts along the way. Coming to the stage next is the co-host of What's Good Podcast, here to drop timeless knowledge and truth bombs alike on the globally clueless masses. It's Matthew St. Germain. Oh, I was waiting for the applause. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have my applause. <laughs> Come on, oh, Chase. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's coming. I'm like... I finally didn't talk over it, and it didn't happen. Well, you got Thanks. a live studio audience that's silent behind me. <laughs> that was the them. That was them. You that didn't hear them? them? Yeah. yeah. Nice. See them. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, look at that. Look at that. Thanks, y'all, and happy Friday. Uh, Jason, real quick, can you drop the story link to uh, Adam? I'm, I'm covering, so I'm a little bit behind the, the times here. Uh, but I got a great, a great story. Happy Friday. It's great to see everybody. I love coming on and talking to folks. So we have a Catholic high school teacher busted for... Allegedly smoking weed with students. Not the best, but at least this time he didn't bugger him, right? Brandy, we don't know that yet. You haven't finished the story. You haven't finished the story. <laughs> uh, Brady P. Weibel, uh, 32, and now former Catholic school teacher, is accused of allegedly smoking weed with several students, three of them juveniles. Weibel, who formerly taught music at Cathedral High School in New Ulm, Minnesota, was charged on January 19th with fifth-degree felony possession of cannabis, and three gross misdemeanors of contributing to the delinquency of a child. The school responded promptly to the incident with a statement uh, saying that he is no longer employed and they're going to have a Zoom hearing on the matter on February 14th. Fox 9 reports that according to court documents, a student and two others picked up Weibel and parked under a bridge. There they walked to a nearby sandbar and Weibel allegedly whipped out a blunt and passed it to the students. All three students in that incident say they smoked cannabis. A priest associated with the New Ulm Diocese dropped dime and called police on January 14th after a school administrator alerted him that students had been smoking with their teacher. The supervising priest called the cops, and the rest is in the story. Uh, they set up interviews with the parents and the students and then dropped the dime on the teacher. On the, yeah, on the teacher. Police interviewed several other students and an additional student who admitted they also smoked at Weibel's house on another occasion. He admitted that the adult student picked up a juvenile student after school and drove to the teacher's house where they smoked weed out of a bong. A student said they hit the bong between 10 and 20 times. So uh, under his pu punishment for um, contributing to the delinquency of a minor, which is a, uh, a misdemeanor, uh, he gets a, a possibility of a maximum of a year in prison, a $3,000 fine. Um, New Ulm Catholic schools didn't immediately respond for comment, and nor did the parents of any of the students or the adult students. Um, again, in the grand scheme of things, at least he was only smoking weed with them. Personally, I counsel my kids on staying away from cannabis until they have a college degree or hit 25 because we got plenty of time for doing drugs. The most important thing when we are uh, uh, a, a minor and, and in our early 20s and, and younger is the formation of our brain and realizing that that period of our life is like the main stage of a Saturn rocket. And the more fuel and focus and direction and trajectory we put into that first stage, the farther we'll go in our entire life. So don't smoke weed with kids, you guys, and definitely don't have sex with them. Yes. <laughs> a misdemeanor. Yeah. 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 How, how is, 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 that, is that is that Catholic law or is that is is that Minnesota law? How about, how about you Minnesota away from Catholic school? That's Minnesota law. I cannot believe that it it's a it's a it's a misdemeanor. It should oh, be a man. felony, really. It, hell yeah, yeah it should. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, because and, the thing and, is, and, the moment you're doing drugs with kids, too. why are you grooming yeah, them? Yeah, exactly. Why? Why? Exactly. And, and there's just the, the possibility of an accident if everybody's high and not yeah. paying attention. What, or, yeah, what are you guys like planning that. on doing afterwards, you little creepos? The way, I've, you know, the way I see this is the way I've yeah. always kept my relationship with my wife in great standing is like I've never even been in a situation where she had to think twice if I did something or not. I just cu I cut it off of the past by never even engaging in behavior that could be even slightly questionable. Sure. But hold on. You're, you're telling sure. me too the kid. Uh, this kid took 20 bong rips. No, no. They were saying over a period of, of time, they they interviewed other students, found other kids. So he basically had a weed smoke. The te music teacher had a weed smoking club at his house. And. <laughs> 
was happening. It sounds like a whole lot more was going down. Bro, none of it's good. None of it's good. Do we know if they were all trombone or trumpet players? Moral of the story, Ouch. keep your kids away from Catholic school. Yeah, you but, but know what's you crazy know? is, so like where I get coffee sometimes over here on Montgomery, there's a Catholic church with a school, and they have on record already paid out between 3 and $5 million for child abuse. No one is ever picketing that thing. It's still open, and I see people dropping their kids off there every day. And I definitely wouldn't drop my kids off to a building where the people inside that building had admitting to having sex with other people's children. Right. It just blows Crazy. my mind. Like with all this QAnon stuff, with all of this save the children, with all of this, why don't we focus on an extant pedophilic organization that's been around for a couple thousand years and, and who has a you know documented why. history of shielding priests and bringing them back to the Vatican where they cannot be extradi- extradited or prosecuted? Because they're a voting monolith. That's why. What do, what do you have to say about this, Gretchen? I mean, they're, smoke, they're smoking weed with kids under their bridge on a sand dune. I, I don't have much to say to the story or to the commentary that y'all are providing. You're, you're just killing me. I'm, I'm wishing with Jaja, please chime in. Cause I need some other feminine help here. Well, I'll, I'll chime in as a confirmed Catholic. And you know, I remember the priest would, when I was in college, I did an externship in Chicago uh, and the priest would buy the beer and we would all like drink lots of beer. You know, lots of alcohol is, accepted amongst the clergy in the catholic church uh but even though i was confirmed catholic i haven't really gone back to the church after i saw how the church handled this church sex abuse scandal which, yep. which is not just like localized it's like worldwide it's happening yep. in yeah France, that, in Ireland, yep. all omar, over the world. omar that's why i didn't get confirmed yeah luckily they uh my confirmation class was um junior year of uh, high school and i had questions and the yeah. motherfucker was like well jesus this is what jesus wanted us just the way jesus wanted it to happen i'm like well <laughs> you know, what not my but, jesus yeah yeah no they right. have the it is international because they actually shuffle the priests around internationally and there's one uh particular priest that ratzinger ratzinger told the reason he retired is because he got caught this priest had been caught several times, and instead of referring him to the authorities, defrocking him or doing anything at all, they right. actually moved him to a school for the children of the deaf, and he molested over 600 deaf children. And Ratzinger Jesus. is Pope Pius, who is getting yeah. Right. I mean, these yeah. people, in my honest opinion, like, like these are the worst of the worst because on two levels there, because um, at, at a Catholic school you know not, not only are you a teacher but also you're supposed to be like a person of god or, or of faith and everything so you have a double protection uh from these people and they're supposed to be watching your kids and uh, they're in your uh, your kids are in their protection or in in their whatever realm or whatever and this is what they're doing and dude only gets a misdemeanor he gets off with a misdemeanor for this maximum of one year like come on man fuck that like some laws need to change and some people need to be put under the jail straight up this guy's one of them, in my opinion. No, and the fact that I, I got the name wrong, it was Pope Benedict that Ratzinger yeah. uh, became, and he's getting yeah. canonized by the church. He's going to be a saint. No. He, yes. It's yeah. Yeah, you, know what, you know what his miracle yeah. is? No matter how many, how many kids these priests molested, they never got in trouble. Praise Jesus. Yeah. Is that why they become a saint? That's, that's what saint is all about. about uh, well, you have to have proof of miracles if you're a saint. You have to have proof of miracles. So, yeah, only saint I believe in is Saint Nicholas. <laughs> what about Saint Germain, Rico? He's, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't trust immortals, <laughs> vampires. <laughs> so I guess the only reason the Catholic Church isn't making Jeffrey Epstein a saint is because he got caught. Allegedly, I'm just asking. I just have questions. Well, he was never prosecuted, right? I mean, he didn't know. Epstein be... was prosecuted, and the yeah. guy that uh, Trump put up for, uh, what was it, like, uh, transportation secretary worked a sweetheart deal where the underage girl that he had sex with got charged for prostitution, and he got a minor misdemeanor charge. Well, that was an older charge. That was an older case. That wasn't even – that wasn't in regards to the, the recent arrest. The one where he was, was going to get charged. That, 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 yeah. that, was, that, was, that, was that was way before then. And they still yeah. haven't released – Ghislaine Maxwell's list. Yeah. Or anything from her, right? Or anything from right. the trial or anything. 
Yeah, they just, they just want you to start thinking about Ukraine. But I digress. Let's keep it yeah. going. So thank you all out there for tuning in with us for another episode of High at Night News. You can always watch us weekdays, 9 a.m. Pacific and High Noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to our live audience members. <laughs> Online supporters tuning in and giving us feedback on the daily headlines of chaos known as the developing cannabis industry. Our vetted industry correspondent team tune in from all over the global community, bringing us much needed variety of perspective and adding your respected opinions to the conversation. And to the production team, the wonderful Jaja Simone holding it down uh, behind the scenes, uh, uh, House of Fuego, Cloud Media Partners, all of that keeping our AV struggles in check. We're going to be doing uh, things a little bit more regularly here at Green Street, so you can see a little, little zhuzhing up of the atmosphere. So stay tuned for that for the next couple of weeks. It is Friday, January 27th, 2023. The show is over. You've all been blessed with today's top industry headlines. We hope it was enough to put in your pipe and smoke it, at least until, at least until Monday. My name is Rico Lamit, dopest dad on the street, signing off. And please remember, when life gives you no place else to turn, you can always turn the fuck up. Or enroll your kids in Catholic school. Oh. Happy